We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free stay. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. First episode of 2023. I want to thank everyone who listened last year and who is tuning in this year. We're kicking it off with an episode of Redo. Um, I, I like to think that the show has evolved a lot since even like early 2020. Obviously, Caroline's come on board for most of these episodes, so uh, wanted to wanted to, to give a give a movie a fresh look and so we're looking at Jerry Maguire. Um we a lot of takes on this one. Uh we we possibly invent a new category along the way, so would love some some input on that. But before we get into that, I want to shout out a new patron, new big chill level producer patron, great buddy of mine, Kevin Inkelman, who's on my first ever college baseball team, uh guy who uh you know did me the solid of not absolutely unloading on an EFIS pitch that I threw him in an alumni game one time. But a uh, longtime listener of the show, now a producer of the show, and just a, a generally great, fantastic person. Uh, shout out Kevin and shout out the rest of our producer level patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Dries, Chris Mikoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zach Rich, Jason Alba, Stephen DeBoe, Classic Stadium Fire, and Kevin Inkelman. Big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting the show. Also, want to shout out Chris Mikoski, patron Chris Mikoski. Uh, got to meet him in person this past weekend at the First Responder Bowl in Dallas, Texas, uh, Memphis versus who do they play? Utah State. Uh, took my son, took my nephew, was a great time, got to meet uh, Chris, who was working as a sideline reporter. Everyone go go follow him on Twitter. Chris is he's covering doing bowl games, uh, doing a lot of Texas high school football, other sports and stuff like that. So uh, go, go check that out. But it was great to meet him. If you are ever in the San Antonio area, um, I, you know, or Texas in general, I will, I will do my best. Let's make it happen. Uh, thank you to anyone who listens to the show. And I, I want to show my appreciation and it's just great to, to know that, that you, you folks are real and you actually listen. 
Um, so again, shout out to the, the, them, the patrons, all the patrons. If you want to support the show, vote on movies for the show to cover patrons, patron picks are going to be three movies in this January slate. So, uh, you go to patreoncom slash big screen sports. You can vote on movies. Uh, you know, multiple polls go up every month, got some exciting stuff in the works. So go do that. And then something that you can do to support the show for free, you can rate on Apple podcasts, five-star rating and a review. That'd be great. And also... This is a new and short-term ask, but as you know, I'm based in San Antonio, and our our local publication, MySA.com, and the San Antonio Express News are having their 2023 Reader's Choice Awards, and right now, Big Screen Sports is one of the the many nominees for Best Local Podcast. Uh, You can go to MySA.com slash YourSA every day until January 11th. And vote for Big Screen Sports. See if we can get in that top five voting round. Um, that, that would be cool. So that, that link will be in the show notes. But uh, like I said, today is we're kicking off 2023. Me and Caroline talking Jerry Maguire. A lot of thoughts. Some of them good. Some of them not so good. Let's get into it. Quan, that's your word? Hell yeah, that's my word. You know, some dudes might have the coin, but they'll never have the quan. What What is... It means love, respect, community, and the dollars too. The entire package, though. Wow. All right, returning to Big Screen Sports, my co-host, Caroline Darney. Caroline, how are you doing tonight? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. I'm I'm very excited for this particular movie because you suggested it and then didn't did. rewatch and didn't care for it so much. So this will be a lot of fun. Before we get into that, what's going on at Bet for the Win? Um, all sorts of stuff. We got, uh, well, no, once this airs, we'll have already finished the, uh, fantasy championship. So that won't be much help for who you should start this weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're mostly getting into Stratton college basketball, some, uh, college football content. You can come over and check out all the fun stuff for the national championship games. We will hopefully have TCU playing for a national championship. Go Frogs. Um, but yeah, so head on over to for the win and bet for the win. We're going to close out the year with some best of 2022 lists where our staff's putting together their favorite movies and TV shows and albums and games of, of this past year. I, I called I dibs on a lot favorite, of TV shows. I wonder what your favorite movie was in 2022. <laughs> I was trying to think of like one that clearly would not be it, but well, what Dr. Strange Multiverse of Man is definitely not it. Uh, yeah. I'm going to write about Tom Gunn. <laughs> Who would have thought? Might put a little something in there about devotion too. Um, Cause only because someone else is taking, I also enjoyed, um, I finally watched everything everywhere all at once. Oh, so good. I I need to watch it again. One, because I didn't know it was that weird. <laughs> like I knew it was going to be weird, but like, it's like weird, but not, and I'm not saying that in like, oh, it's bad, like whatever. But if you're not in the right weird mindset, um, there were some parts where I was like, this is trippy. Yeah, I'll just say it takes a bit hot, to dog, understand, hot yeah. dog fingers really upset me. <laughs> I, I did not enjoy that. I, that that to me was like the funniest part of the movie. I <laughs> I, I got a just, kick out of Jamie Lee oh, Curtis yeah. with the hot dog fingers. With the hot dog hands. And I will say too, uh, this is not from 2022. This is just about how quickly I will watch scary things. I finally watched Midsummer, okay. which I watched in the middle of the day <laughs> during <laughs> my furlough last week. Um, and I really liked it. I retweeted something uh something i think it was today that someone had tweeted like benoit blanc voice oh they put that boy in a bear (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, that reminds me. I need to add Glass Onion to my best of 2022 movies. Yeah. Loved Glass Onion. Loved, Loved Glass it. Onion. Well, absolutely Caroline, hilarious. This is our first episode of 2023. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know. I know. Wow. And I, I texted you. I said we had an open Monday in January. Yeah. I was like, what should we do? Let's do an actual sports movie. Let's do something yeah. that has sport. And you suggested. Well, we are covering today. It's a redo. It's one we did. What I in like anything pre-COVID, I think it and this show has changed so much. Caroline's obviously come on board. Is is <laughs> we're able we're we're redoing certain episodes, and today we are doing Jerry Maguire, the nineteen ninety six sports romantic comedy. I guess uh, when a sports agent has a moral epiphany and is fired for expressing it, he decides to put his new philosophy to the test as an independent agent with the only athlete who stays with him. And his former colleagues are Tom Cruise, Cuba Gooding Jr., and Renee Zellweger, or Renee Zellweger, if you're a fan of the Chappelle show. Uh, it was written and directed by Cameron Crowe, was nominated for five Oscars, including Best Picture, got one win for Best Supporting Actor for Cuba Gooding Jr. Caroline, you did not care for this as much on rewatch. I really remembered liking this a lot more. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't, I feel like I've built up some really hard earned uh, goodwill from the listeners <laughs> and I don't want to lose all that here. I think part of it was, I didn't remember it being so wishy-washy on theme. Like, are you a rom-com? I mean, we'll if get you're into- not, what the, are you? We'll get into the strikeout in this movie, but this one has a very strong, easy choice for me as to what is- what drags the movie down, what the worst part is. I had included on the run sheet a question, is this is this on the cruise Mount Rushmore? I would assume you don't believe this is on the cruise Mount Rushmore. I don't think I do. Um, what what is it? So think. I think there's two cruise Mount, Mount Rushmores. There's the best or favorite Tom Cruise movies, and there's the best cruise performances Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I Where was this, this with regards to the the couch jumping? Because I got very strong couch jumping era vibes oh, like, from this. Like eight years before. Because ca- wasn't eight couch jumping 2004? That sounds about right, actually. Because then I, when you said 96 just now, I was like, that is way earlier. I always try. I don't want people to think I'm not prepared for things or I don't look things up. I try and just do baseline like lookups so I'm not cheating on anything so I can have real reactions when you tell me stuff. You know, like um, 96 feels so early. Yeah. Let me see. Was, uh, this was to me like. I love this Tom Cruise performance. I love him as Jerry Maguire. I I don't love an aspect of the storyline, but they're like it's one of my favorite Cruise performances because he's he's chewing up the the Cameron Crowe screenplay and like Cameron Crowe, a movie that I, I will tell the listeners, Caroline has not seen Almost Famous. I discovered yes. this today. Uh deeply upset me. I am hoping that by the time this episode airs in like four days that she will have rectified this mistake. But I like to look at Cameron Crowe like this. I mean, because Cameron Crowe coming into this movie, he's he's done. He he was a screenwriter on Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, before that, he was like a Rolling Stone reporter when he was very young. You'll when you see Almost Famous, you'll you'll get a glimpse into that. It's based on some real life experiences. Uh, he, he directs and writes Say Anything with John Cusack, our guy um singles and then he goes into jerry Maguire, and then he, he yeah. basically raps with almost famous which is i think it wins the golden globe for best picture like musical or comedy and then it's been a kind of a rocky 20 years since but like 
Almost Famous is perfect. There are parts of this movie in terms of like the screenplay, some of the monologues, some of the like the the dialogue scenes between two people are really, really good. It just doesn't completely come together for me. But there are so many parts I love that I, I still like revisiting this movie. Yeah, it's it was just um, I just didn't remember it being so rom-commy. And I don't know if it was like I didn't get you know part of it's just like they get married so fast i forgot that and it's very like she she was endearing but also like a little bit wacky too much for me where it's just like way too many i could have used more of a timeline yeah like how many weeks are we talking how many months did this man like what are, what are we working with here? Like, because I mean, it we feels have a like days. Of the movie essentially, like, and them interacting with each other is basically like NFL draft to week sixteen, right? And so that's where not a very long amount of, and they get they get hitched early in the season because she right they get hitched before the season starts because Rod gets the bad contract offer. Yes, then, yeah. So yeah. That's so. I think I was thinking about it. I think three of my oh man, my my Tom Cruise Mount Rushmore. Are we definitely talking performances had, or movies? For me, they kind of go hand in hand. I think. Yeah. I, I, I get there is a delineation for sure, but for the ones so I definitely have, and I actually go back and forth if I if like do Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. Like, mm-hmm. So if I'm t- picking, if I'm picking one of those, like I'm not going to put like multiple Mission Impossibles in there. Mm-hmm. Like I'd probably put, I haven't seen a few good men in so long. Now, that's the other part so of it too. Good. Like I'm going to rewatch cause that popped up. Cause it was like, we might also like, <laughs> um, I really liked the firm, but I'm not sure that that, um, that might be just outside. I'm thinking I'm going Maverick the first mission impossible um i love minority report oh so good like, spielberg it is so good I'm i don't think it gets talked about nearly he has enough made so many good movies like, yes an obnoxious amount of good movies yeah you know what he's excellent in and had no business being excellent in the jack reacher movies yeah because my and I'm like I'm this is when I put on my full dad hat like 100% dad hat um he's too small to play the part like this is part of you know if you've seen the new Richard series that's on Amazon Prime on or something Prime. it has Thad Castle from Blue Mountain State in it yeah and he's excellent I really enjoyed that a lot for a lot of reasons <laughs> one of which is he is someone that looks like they describe reacher in the books like he's like every single like i think there's a joke on twitter you can search like jack reacher hands because someone's like the size of dinner plates the size of hams like whatever and it's a clearly miscast role with the five foot seven generous tom cruise in it but that said they're very well made and he does a great job in it like mm-hmm. it's you know anyway that's not my it's not gonna make my my uh not rushmore um what i love about this performance is every like all the movies we've talked about top gun jack reacher minority report um even like n- not n- not as much the the firm although there is some like it, it 
it involves like a little running, a little action, obviously with Top Gun, like the flying and it, it involves him being an, an action star. A lot of these yeah. with, with Jerry Maguire, it's like, Hey Tom, we need you to be charismatic for two hours. Yeah. We need, we need you to carry this emotionally. And I think for the most part, he really succeeds. I think he's definitely at his best when he's kicking back and forth off Cuba Gooding Jr. or Bo Bridges or even Kelly Preston, who I have some thoughts about about Kelly Preston. This movie was just so chaotic, like chaotic energy in in this. So chaotic, just every whether it was like you said, like the first time we meet Kelly Preston, wild, absolutely wild. None of that, by the way, looked remotely enjoyable. No, it it seemed it seemed like torture. Honestly, that looked also just the whole thing. Just it just didn't look. We we won't get into his sex scenes, but yeah, um, it just didn't look like it made any sense. (laughs) No, especially um, knowing how tall he is. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's what. Like, I just I really needed. I didn't need though. That's the thing is like I needed more info, but I didn't want more info. Didn't want want the info. Didn't want any part of that. Um, that's chaotic. Like all of the scenes with his coworkers are chaotic. There's a few things where like that i think could have worked if we're kind of jumping around you didn't even ask me this stuff yet but i think with like the his old mentor popping up randomly with like random clips like there was just some stuff See, where I was I like, like what the, is the happening Dickie fox stuff i do like i don't dislike it it just still felt so random like there wasn't like it just started one time and then we were getting a whole bunch of dickie fox throughout and again i didn't dislike it it just i don't think it was set up properly if that makes sense, I don't know. Yeah, that the highs in this movie are really high for me. Yeah, the the lows are are certainly low. And again, he he lands the plane in Almost Famous, and it's just like, <laughs> God, I can't wait for you to watch this. I just cannot believe that this was up for Best Picture, the yeah. Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Let's like, let's dive into those Oscars. Let's... I want to see. Yeah, let's talk about what else was nominated that year because yeah. i have yeah let, let me pull some, let me pull some stuff up here because this was like a uh i think this was like a golden globes darling academy awards 1997 yeah so we've got uh up for best picture we've got jerry Maguire. we've got fargo which is fantastic i i would say that fargo is better than jerry Maguire overall I love fargo uh the english patient wins movie that i will never rewatch. uh <laughs> Do you like Ray Fiennes and, and severe burn makeup? Because that's what you get. Uh, Secrets and Lies, which I've never seen, and Shine, which I've never seen. Um, Cruz was up for Best Actor, lost to Jeffrey Rush and Shine. Um, also, Ray Fiennes in The English Patient. Woody Harrelson in The People vs. Larry Flint. And oh, Billy, Billy Bob Thornton in Sling Blade. That is a loaded Best Actor category. Uh, best independence actor. day was i kind of how does how does the english patient beat independence day in best sound <laughs> that's yeah that's that wouldn't happen now no that wouldn't happen now uh, so best supporting actor cuba gooding jr wins uh goes up against william h macy and fargo who's fantastic uh, armin mueller stall and shine edward norton and primal fear which is an incredible i don't know if you've ever seen primal fear but uh Edward Norton is awesome. And then uh, James Woods, who has just aged horribly as a person in Ghosts of Mississippi. Um, I, I will say the Cuba Gooding Jr. performance in this. And, and again, we talk about someone who has aged some troubling stuff about Cuba Gooding Jr. of late. But like this performance is one of my favorite performances in sports movie history. I love Rod he's Taylor. excellent. He's again, fantastic. chaotic. Um, 
because also Regina King is fantastic. Oh, I mean, their story, the Tidwells, like yeah. Marcy and, and Rod Tidwell are amazing. I love every second they're on screen. One of them. I just need one. They make the movie better. Any scene that they're in is fantastic. Like I almost, I guess that's where maybe I want, I just needed this to really better understand what it was trying to be. And I, I think it got lost in this weird dual story that did not work for me. Yeah. I mean, the the thing, if if we want to just talk about, we're, we'll just go a little out of order here. The strikeout. <laughs> the, the worst part of this yeah. movie is the is the the romance, I guess. Jerry and Dorothy. It's very. It just doesn't feel cohesive. Doesn't feel real. You don't. I. I certainly don't. I understand that. Like that. You had me at hello. Thing is a big. Oh, and that's thing. It's an excellent line. That is a great interaction. Like that is iconic. Iconic scene, and I love that scene. I do not care for their love story. Mm-hmm. At all. If they are just coworkers and colleagues, I think the movie's a lot better. If like, there's the, the, you know, if she's like, I'm going to believe in you and he begs her to stay, but it's not. And I understand like the, the, you know, Jonathan Lipnicki, one of the cutest movie children of all time. I understand that there's that, but like you kind of leave the movie and it's like, you don't feel great about it. It's like, and he even, he even says he's having the conversation with Rod at the, the camel, the, the the commercial shoot with the camel and he's talking about the kid and it's it's certainly more about that and yes they have this this meeting at the end but it's kind of spurned on by he sees rod and marcy and like we know jerry cannot be yeah. alone and maybe this is by design by cameron crow like it's not you know it's not a perfect romance and like i don't it's not one of the like rod and marcy you feel very strongly about will be together for a very long time yeah jerry and dorothy think- like who knows and that's here's the thing though i didn't need that like i don't think it's enough of a the he can't be alone thing one what a shitty bachelor party the worst yeah we'll throw that out there we'll get into that one that Um, all-time bad bachelor party but that's what i think the strikeout for me is like i either needed them to be an already established like married couple that like does that she does not work with him that this is like his family that he is like trying to make this thing work and he's going on a limb and he still you can still keep all the rest of the stuff like mm-hmm. that he you know wrote the missive and that he got fired and jay bore's a jerk and like all that stuff you can keep all the rest of that but or like what you said have her be a co-worker that whatever but the combo like that this weird like i just i didn't I just didn't buy any of it. No. And part of it's because she just seemed so it was a weird, they were trying to establish it as like, she didn't trust anybody and she needed to look out for Ray for the son. Ray. Right. Yeah. Who was Max? Did I make up the name Max? Is Max or X or someone? No. I think it was that her husband that died. Yeah. Um, so she needed she was like looking out for ray and that's what you know like that's important like she has to put him first it's like the idea of like i got the vibes of like she doesn't just introduce him to anybody and like it's this very you know you don't want to let the kid down with rotating door of like bad dates or whatever else uh and then yet like the i love him scene with the in the kitchen after they hook up and i'm just like what are we what is that like where did that come from 
and i didn't find that what i was like that's not endearing that just felt kind of like it just didn't hit for me like it wasn't like oh that's so sweet like they're in love i was like oh he's gonna run it goes (laughs) into a question something we've talked about a lot it's like how much sexual chemistry does tom cruise have with people (laughs) <laughs> he has it with airplanes with airplanes with with and objects, Val airplanes and running and guns he has a ton of chemistry with tom scarrett tom scarrett of course <laughs> of course who doesn't though i mean that's that's true yeah it's and that's like I don't, he's older oh. now he's almost 10 years older than tom scarrett was in top gun stop yeah. he's aging backwards i think he looks better now than he did in this he's on steroids like he's on money, is, money and money and <laughs> money's a hell of a drug by you looks yeah so i i I put it to you is this a hall of fame all-star starter bench warmer sports movie i'll go starter but if an up-and-comer shows up they might get benched and that sounds that sounds real harsh i just didn't like i said i just didn't love it like i thought i remember not that i remember it being like jerry Maguire is one of my favorite movies ever made like um I didn't have as much fun as I thought I was going to have. Not that every movie has to be fun and like whatever, but um, yeah, I'll go starter. Um, it, it's a benefit being able to skip scenes. I will say all-star because again, the high highs and aside of sports, no, aside of sports that doesn't usually get looked at. Like, and that's it, yes. getting into the IMDb trivia. Like that's something that Cameron Crowe chose the world of sports agents because he felt it was an area that hadn't really been broached on film before. 100% correct. If he had changed half of the rom-com scenes with the 90s music overlay and them making out on the porch or the straps breaking or the restaurant or her going to the phone, like pay phone to like stare at him holding her weird little 90s purse. Like if they had changed half of those scenes to actual like more of the sports agent or game mm-hmm. stuff, way more in on that because i feel like they even with with rod tidwell like they kind of touch on the because there's so many things too that i think are still for a 1996 movie that are still pertinent and important now which is like the way that athletes are like what kind of power they have in the discussion like what you know the concussions and the physical safety Mm -hmm. and the health and all of those things that are so important and so not only say like interesting, like, Oh, it's so fascinating. Cause it's more than that. It's these people's lives and, and health and all that. But that side of the movie, I think was so much more compelling than whatever love story they were trying to push. And mm-hmm. I think that's where I got frustrated. So I was like, I don't want to see all this crap. Like get back to like that. I think that's where they had a winning idea of the sports agent thing. Um, and we saw very little of it. It was just a lot of like yelling, some and i don't know like maybe what's the answer like show them on the phone more i don't know like how do you show someone being a sports agent like um but i think that there was more that they i honestly think they underutilized cuba Gooding jr yeah i think i think so too i mean and regina king and he like, he put in cameron crow put in effort to get the get the football right and like have stuff that felt really like yeah. this thing from the the trivia as he worked in the movie, he learned that Cuba Gooding Jr. was considered too small by the standards of most NFL receivers. So he wrote a line of dialogue in the script that refers to this. Like, it's I a want a six foot three, two hundred and twenty pound. Yeah, exactly. It's a big. I part want a prototypical character, like a yeah. huge part. It, 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 they, I mean, they talk about the locker room stuff mm-hmm. that I also thought was way more interesting than yeah. all of the, you know, yeah, um, Renee Zellweger stuff. Like, there were so many things that they 
glanced by that I was like, spend more time on that. Um, you want to hear yeah. some casting trivia? I do always. <laughs> so this one would be, I could argue like just as good, or you could easily see it. Jamie okay. Foxx auditioned for the role of Rod Tidwell. Yes. He'd have been really good. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking of, uh, of no way home right now. And he's, he was one of my probably top three favorite performances in no way home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The parts of Dorothy Boyd and Jerry Maguire were originally written for Winona Ryder and Tom Hanks. Hanks was unable to commit to the project due to his work on That Thing You Do, which is a perfect movie. Uh, yeah, thank you for saying on that. Yeah. Uh, Ryder was able to commit, but when screen tests were done with Tom Cruise, they looked like, quote, brother and sister when standing. Together. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, names linked to the Maguire role. And again, I feel like Tom Cruise was probably choice A for this when Tom Hanks yeah. wasn't there. So. Tim Allen, Alec Baldwin, Johnny Depp, Sean Penn, Brad Pitt, John Travolta, Robin Williams, and Bruce Willis. It's that's almost like the first few you list. It's like they've had some recent legal troubles. They've yeah. had some recent troubles. Yeah. They've had some recent troubles. Travolta would have been interesting because of Kelly Preston. Um, <laughs> yeah, I also let's see how much like, sexual chemistry you have. There are very few times. There's a few times we've done this where I've been like, okay, yeah, I can see that person, like you know, in whatever role it is. Um, None of those. And honestly, not even Tom Hanks. Like, how is that going to work? The one I I could see is Brad Pitt. Yeah. Brad Pitt, like, can get kind of neurotic, like Cruz gets in this role. And and he would have been a little more understated, I think, in certain ways. But, um, I I, I mean, I think Cruz is perfect in the role. He's excellent in this. He's really really good. good. Yeah. Um, The role of He goes full crazy smile in this one. Yeah. Like he, he busts all of them out, all the teeth. Like it's a different vibe than, and that's what, I mean, we've talked about him before. He's independent of what you think of his personal decisions and beliefs. (laughs) Um, He's a hell of a good actor. He's a movie star. Yeah, this is a very different Tom Cruise than you're getting. And and again, people will be like, Doug, Caroline, that's what acting is. But like, that's what I'm saying. He's good. He's like, not everyone can do this. He's very different in this than he is in Top Gun than he is in um, Minority Report than he is in any of the other stuff that he does so I think that's what this this role is so good for him he was perfect for this yeah this is also a great movie for take another role that uh, the actor has played and plug them into this movie uh, his <laughs> him in Tropic Thunder as Jerry <laughs> that's always your just answer it's just all, any Tom Cruise movie you're like his role from <laughs> Tropic Thunder that, that's it yes. uh, so uh, considered for the role of Dorothy Patricia Arquette, Cameron Diaz, Bridget Fonda, Nicole Kidman, Courtney Love, Molly Ringwald, Uma Thurman. Courtney Love would have been chaotic. I can't handle that. No. Molly Ringwald would not be good. Uma Thurman is a foot taller. Than I was going to say, like, I think if it was, I could see this movie. She might be too, like, power boss lady yeah. to be Dorothy. To have, and Cameron Diaz. I don't know. Potentially, is she too tall for Tom Cruise? I mean, <laughs> you know, they they made Ian McKellen seem two feet taller than Frodo, so yeah, people, <laughs> people find a way. It's true. Yeah, I could maybe see that. I think uh, Zellweger is actually pretty good, considering all things considering. Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, because she she does that kind of like. I don't know if meek is the right word, but the like quiet and 
but I also didn't really buy. I think there are people on that list that could do better with the. I loved the actual scene where she's like, "He's broke. He's broke." That, like whatever. That's my favorite. Um, I have that down. Like that is my favorite Dorothy part, and that's like. But she's still colleague. not super convincing to me. Yeah, if that makes sense. I mean, like I both love it, and yet I still didn't love her in that moment if that makes any sense like the scene is awesome but i still was like i just am not buying all of this for me maybe i've seen bridget jones diary too much <laughs> and this is like completely impacting like every thought i have on renee zellweger but yeah this was really yeah. this is her breakout role so this gave us yeah. renee i mean there's one person in this movie who has won a lead actor actress oscar and it is renee zellweger for what uh, the Judy Garland movie that no one saw. This was a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, shout out to, uh, oh gosh, what is her name? Um, not Helen Hunt. That's not the right person. Her sister. Who plays her sister? Oh, Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie yes. Hunt. She was excellent. She's so also, good. she's in Return to Me. Has anyone else seen Return to Me? The mini driver David Duchovny. Movie. I no, I I have not. Where mini driver gets his deceased wife's heart, <laughs> and they meet and fall in love. That see, no? that's one of those things where that could have been a Hallmark movie, but in the '90s they had enough money to get mini driver. Yeah, and David Duchovny was popular enough from X Files. Oh my god, and I love David Duchovny. Um, I've seen that movie multiple times. His wife was teaching uh, Gorilla how to speak. <laughs> Mini Driver meets it and it knows. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. It's really, it's it's excellent. I'm, I'm sure it's fantastic. I'm sure it's absolutely fantastic. I have tears. <laughs> on on oh, that man. note, let's take a quick ad break and get back with three up actually a pretty good movie i'm <laughs> <laughs> leaving that in <laughs> we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, three up. Uh, what what are three things for you? What worked about this movie? I think the the sports scenes, <laughs> the, uh, the the sports, young yeah. the sports, <laughs> the sports podcast, um, young Al Michaels, <laughs> yeah, 
uh there were a ton of people that i was like i should probably know who that is but i was like 11 when this came out type thing um, a lot of cameos they i mean a lot of getting, cameos getting the nfl in this movie yes. is important not yeah. nearly as good if it's not the nfl i have to make sure that i'm separating which cameos are which because i have been watching ace ventura <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, i'm gonna laugh for like 10 minutes um i really loved i think i like all caps either texted you or put it in my notes where he's like drew bledsoe like they had all these things where it's just like you know so they had um, drew bledsoe and troy aikman in the movie yep. uh mel kuyper jr at the, yes. at the draft that was a nice touch nice touch um had the actual monday good. night football crew al michaels frank gifford yep. the uh all the graphics loved it like that's one of the things that really worked for me is like all the 90s like production stuff from um yeah i loved that part of it i think there could have been more sports like i already said like even if it's more games or something like do more of a game montage than a him on a plane montage Mm -hmm. but this uh, is a great sports plot too like sports movies struggle to have a plot that's not you know, underdog team going for a championship yeah. or down on his lose early, beat like the that. tough team later. Yeah. yeah, But finding an you know, organically great sports plot that isn't thought about a lot, like guy yeah. playing for a contract in the NFL, like the last year of his rookie deal is really important because that is yeah. where guy like uh, Dominic Foxworth talks about this all the time. Like it's one of he'll, he'll talk about, he had, I think it was in Atlanta. He basically had a career year to where in the beginning of the year, he thought things were going to go bad, like really poorly. Yeah. And he's like, I got to start looking at going back to school and what am I going to do and stuff like that. And he part and he ends up having a great year and parlays it into this contract that doesn't set him up for like life life, but it like yeah. gives him a, a great foundation, like health. And like, it's so important for guys and it's not talked about that much. It's not the obvious sports plot. So it's really intelligent to use that. Cause if you're like, I'm going to make a movie about a sports agent, sports agent. Okay. Like you gotta, then you have to find something like, is it fun to watch a sports agent negotiate a $400 million deal for Carlos Correa or something like that? Like not really. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe now with what's going on with Carlos Correa, but like, yeah. you know, it, it's really, it was just a really cool pull, like really, really effective. Yeah. I, I thought that part was excellent. Um, I, again, that's where I think Cuba Green Jr. is so good. Like, I think you see a lot of growth from him, even if maybe he doesn't, in the sense that the the locker room scene when someone else was being interviewed, like I don't know why they had to do the whole naked thing with like the woman invest yeah, like interviewing yeah. him and like dropping the microphone was very very strange to me. Like that part stinks. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why, because I also just don't think that's super accurate. No. Question mark? Because I don't think they even let women in the locker rooms that often until much more recently than '96 and. I don't know. Well, maybe there are guys that would. No one on teams that I've covered would just stand there, butt naked, <laughs> butt naked, and make it that awkward. Um, but I liked the. He thought he played well. Is there anyone else to talk to? And I even like the scene where they had the. And I think you see some of that growth after that. Is the like we're friends, right? And we'll be honest with you. And like, they have that little, it's again, I think at the camel thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like and I did buddy, enjoy just a great buddy movie. Yeah. I did love that. Yeah. Like that when he's when, uh, 
it wasn't Troy Aikman who was talking to him. We were just like, why don't we have that relationship? That was one of those the, where I'm like, yeah, I think it was the Cardinals quarterback or someone like that. Oh, okay. So I was like, I feel like I should know who this is, <laughs> but I did not recognize them. You know, I was like, Oh, well, <laughs> didn't watch a lot of Cardinals in 96 when yeah. I was living in Europe. Um, so I don't think the people who lived in the States were watching much of the Cardinals either. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> it was pretty, uh, pretty Jake Plummer. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned this earlier, but it was just incredibly is as relevant then as it is as relevant now as it was then in the, the commoditization of athletes, like the pressure on youth athletes, everyone wanting a piece of these guys had a lot to say on that. That was really good. And again, I wish they kind of leaned into more, but like that opening, but between the, the opening monologue, like just incredibly effective, Mm -hmm. um, Cruz delivering it fantastic. But then ending with the, the scene of the guy in the hospital, and Cruz just being very callous about it. Did you recognize the kid who tells him to fuck off? No. That is uh, Drake Bell. No. Yes. Is it? Yes. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, that I mean, just timely. Very, very timely. Yeah. I, I liked that. And I think, yeah, I liked that opening scene a lot. Um, the montage and the... Because I do think the writing of the, whatever he called it, what did he call his mission statement? His mission? Yeah. Um, the, the 27-page, which, per the trivia, Cameron Crowe actually wrote. Wrote 27. Yeah, this, this is actually a very rich text of IMDb trivia. I would highly recommend it. That is so unnecessary. <laughs> um, He's a writer, though. Cameron Crowe is just through and through a writer. <laughs> I thought that was like big cocaine energy type like no one i don't know and i'm a writer like i literally like write and edit for my job now getting up at like 2 a.m and doing all of that to the point where you're taking it to a kinko's and then putting it in everyone's like box one that would probably take you still no matter what more than like if he's like oh it was a couple pieces of pizza 2 a.m like bad decisions whatever um would take you much longer than before the work day for like shout out that Kinko's for the quick turnaround, oh, like five stars on Yelp for that. Incredible them. work by the Kinko's. Yeah. Like, um, the worst but, time, the, the person who worked at that Kinko's when Jerry Maguire showed up. Yes. Yes. They're like, God damn it. <laughs> um, at no point in all of that, was he like, let me dump, let me, I mean, he did at the end where he's like, did that already go out? Um, yeah, it was just that part was so chaotic. Like that had to have been that was more more believable if it was driven by some like booze filled like you know rage or something. <laughs> um, but the point of it is excellent. Like I understand and like the idea of we can do more by doing less type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is probably something again that is very applicable to today and. Um, I just, I think there's a lot of things that pop up when you look at not just pro sports, but name, image, and likeness now, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Where I think this isn't something. I'm saying I don't want to get way too far ahead because I was talking. I was thinking about like the reboot or sequel or whatever. Maybe it's a sequel type thing. Like now, the mentor is Jerry. Um, but I think there's so much cool stuff that you could do with this idea. Jerry, look, think about how that how Dickie Fox looks and like how Tom Cruise looks right now. Yeah. 
they were probably diggy fox is probably younger he's like 40 44 or something <laughs> versus, versus like tom the, cruise now a walking, yeah it's like what we, in incredible shape gene hackman in the firm was probably like 24 horny <laughs> gene oh, god the movie is wild i thoroughly enjoyed it i know you did um <laughs> i mean what else we kind of talked like a lot of great performances in this like Cruz, great yeah. good and great but even the side play uh jerry o'connell is is kush yeah. like perfect yeah. airhead qb jay moore is just a fucking slime ball like really good uh that character, <laughs> eric stoltz yeah eric stoltz the almost marty mcfly eric stoltz <laughs> eric stoltz of of uh anaconda fame did you see who jay moore just got engaged to like recently recently no genie bus owner of the lakers stop yeah what i know how does that even happen i know jay moore by marriage is going to own the lakers where do they meet i listen i don't know (laughs) i don't know oh man jan venna also, she was the one, wasn't she? She was dating Phil Jackson for the longest time, right? I think so. Yeah. Man. You know what's super upsetting when you look at the IMDb for this movie? Is like, Tyson Tidwell, the child, has like a grown-ass man picture now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because the, he is an adult. Yeah, I mean, uh, Rod Tidwell's child in this was, um, he was on the Bernie Mac show, which I loved. I don't know if oh yes yeah. oh that's wild i love the bernie mac show i know oh time stops for no man very disappointing i know um yeah. as far as three down things that didn't work we we've talked about the the subplot i just have everything else is like smaller gripes really yeah you mentioned who thought the the video at the bachelor party was a good idea? Who what? filmed this and cut that together and was like, "Man, Jerry's gonna love to see this." That's one of those like things in the in the movies where no one at these they do like the the big big firm where everyone's working real hard <laughs> and they are all friends, but they're not actually friends. And that's like where you see stuff like this. Like it was so aggressive on so many levels. First of all, if I had dated someone and they like work friends like approached me years later and was like hey we're making jerry a bachelor party video do you want to say something like absolutely not <laughs> i mean no. if, if they actually forced them to do that they would do the exact thing they did which is say jerry needs to go to therapy without actually saying jerry needs to go to therapy. yeah and you have his fiance burning his little black book and like that's were... okay another another three down r.i.p kelly preston what is she going for in in this movie what is what (laughs) (laughs) the none of none not a single thing that she does makes any sense to me everything she says during and post coitus is deeply upsetting yes yes that that woman avery is going to ruin someone's life one day yes yeah Um, and i the other thing that was so weird to me again is getting back to like Bernice Zellweger a little bit. What a weird thing to say to your child after an interaction with a coworker in an airport is like the babe who snagged him must be so spat whatever. Whatever. I was just like, what are we doing? 
No. What is what is that? Yeah. What well, and then also that babe is and Kelly then it cuts, Paxton, who was a yeah, fucking it, psychopath in this movie. And it cuts to like the most uncomfortable sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's just and I get like the juxtaposition is supposed to be like, she thinks she must be some magical princess, and then it cuts to like wacko, like Kelly Preston. Um but yeah, I didn't the other thing that didn't really make much sense and this just all kind of tied in with the stuff where i was like what are we trying to do is the like angry women's meetings yes the uh the divorced women's bonnie hunt hosting like a divorced women powwow why were they they made no sense to me it was like i just said it was so unnecessary roast sessions like they did they weren't bonding over anything except hating men which like fine do which but then later doesn't right before the hello scene she calls renee zoyer calls men the enemy and then they're like no no that's not what we mean like that kind of thing um and i'm like so what have you been saying then maybe it started as a book club and then the first meeting, they got off topic. They stopped talking about the book. And it was just like, you guys just want to meet up anyways. And we just talk about the same stuff. Just drink. And, but also, it seemed like they met every night. Yeah. It was a very frequent meeting. They spent like a lot Every of time, time he went to the house, they were having a meeting. Um, I actually loved Bonnie Hunt. Um, I thought she was excellent. She's one of the only um, sane people in the movie really the only well i do like i think regina king's character is good too i was gonna say they don't do women a ton of favors in this movie no but regina king and body hunt are fantastic yeah um something that didn't work and listen this might have just been realistic jerry was awful with his finances how was he broke so quickly he was an agent who repped drew bloodsoe uh yeah among others ton of be like had a nice apartment, like probably not a ton of expenses, like apartment, car. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. What, how are you already out of money, dude? Yeah, that's that's bad. It's not. Yeah, good. that's because also like at that point, he'd be going to like a financial planner. Like when you have that much money, you're not doing it yourself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, with that, that whole thing, the firing, like any industry where a guy gets a standing ovation for something he wrote and that same thing gets him fired a week later is probably not a good industry. No, and how can someone explain to me how Jay Moore is firing him? Yeah, what is in the only Isn't, interaction what Jerry is has hierarchy? with his boss is the the boss is like up on, on a second level when he's leaving the office and like gives him a look. Like what that doesn't getting fired by your underling never happens. The hierarchy of that company was very confusing mm-hmm. because. Bob Sugar called him his mentor. He's like, look, it's not like he was making himself out to be the the victim because he had to fire his mentor. Well, that doesn't make any sense. There's not like they set it up in a way where Jerry was a huge failure. So people were getting promoted over him. Like, why would it end up where Jay Moore now had the power to fire? Him? It does that. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Well, um, Jerry, it, it makes sense for the movie. It's a great movie plot of Rod's the only client who stays with him. They have this great phone call, whatever. Right. Jerry would have kept more than one client if he was. A, yes. And the thing is, like, Jerry's pitch is easier. He calls all these people and says, 
I wrote a thing about our clients deserve more attention, you know, fewer clients. Like I'm narrowing my client base. Like I want you, you're getting, and, and I'm reducing my rate. So you get the same great service. And like, uh, sometimes it's just a transactional relationship, but a lot of like players I've yeah. talked to, and I'm sure you're too, are very, very close with their agents, extremely yeah. close with their agents. Like one of yeah. the few people that they trust. And Jerry would have kept more than, than one client, maybe not the crying gymnast, or Drew Bledsoe, but like he would have, that kept, was an excellent he scene. Would have kept someone. Yeah. And that's, I agree. That doesn't make too much sense to me either. Um, sh- quick shout out to Donal Logue, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who my favorite role of his would, of course, be um, like the third ever X Files episode. <laughs> um, I, I wish this is a thing that if this was like a real professional podcasting operation we had like an actual producer and it wasn't just me i would be like <laughs> let's find how many times caroline has been able to work in the work in x-files <laughs> work in x-files that's twice in this one this is a big big big, episode, big episode big episode for x-files yeah. yeah he was in um he was the like smarmy local fbi agent in baltimore in the squeeze episode which featured one of the like monsters of the week that I was terrified for so long about like multiple years I slept with a light on and this character Mr. Tombs um was like this weird thing that would <laughs> eat five livers and hibernate for 30 years so every he's like 30 the liver years. king yeah he's, it was he's like if the liver king was to the jeepers <laughs> yes. creepers monster it was very upsetting and he could fit into like anything because he could like stretch his fingers and his arms and stuff so he could like get into like he came in like in the first scene he gets into this guy's like locked office through like the like air vents you know (laughs) so as like i was nine something like that uh sure you could question why i was watching these things but yeah 90 leave leave me alone grayson is nine and is too young (laughs) leave me alone um but i had one of these like encyclopedia of the body like uh dorling kindersley books whatever that had just like here's how the body works and here's each system and like all this stuff so i looked up where my liver was (laughs) like which side it was on it's on your right side um and so i would sleep on my i would like go to like fall asleep on my right side (laughs) as if like this fake monster if it existed and somehow got its way into my house in germany would get into my room and be like, ah, crap. <laughs> this, if, if we had a this... podcast producer, I would ask him to find this because I think you've told that exact story before. Did I really? <laughs> about your liver. <laughs> about my liver. Well, this that... is a sign I've been on here too long. Oh my God. <laughs> Telling the same stories again. Uh, oh no, fantastic. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess it's a good time to announce our extensive X-Files rewatch pod. Uh, oh my God. I would love to do I that. I know you would. It's I saw because so Camille Nanjiani used to have one. Oh, did he? Oh, well, no. Oh, yeah. Well, now, now we can't do that. <laughs> but he stopped because he got on the show in the reboot. Oh, I forgot they rebooted that. Yeah. And he hasn't done it in a long time. Oh. Well, yeah. I'm sure we could link up with him. I'm sure he's not hard yeah. to reach at all. Super easy now <laughs> that he's, like, you know, in Marvel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had one last thing that didn't work. Yeah. Anyone who says they don't do contracts is going to rob you. Like for sure. That is like 100%. the n- number one sign. I don't do contracts, but my word is stronger than, oh, you're going to rob me blind. I want him to go number one in the draft. And I want him to play. It'll either be Denver or San Diego trading up to take him. He'll go number one. Hell, I'll either surf or ski. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but Denver's where he should be. 
I'll give it everything. Hey, you know I don't do contracts. But what you do have is my word. And it's stronger than oak. Did you ever see... Um... Oh, no. <laughs> Why can I not remember the name of this movie now? Um, I'm only thinking Over the Top, which is not the right one. No, <laughs> um, incredible. Over the Top's movie. been done on the show. I'm so sad that it's been done because I want to, like, it's inc- absolutely incredible. Incredible. Um, no Holds Barred. Have we done that? Have you done that? No, I've never even heard of it. <gasps> oh my gosh, we have to do No Holds Barred. It's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> okay, I have and I have heard of this. I haven't done it. <laughs> it's the wildest thing you'll ever see in your entire life. Um, but there's a line in it where he's like, my word is my bond. <laughs> My word is my bond, brother. If we get brother. we get one uh one patron or one listener to tweet at us and say you gotta do no holds barred, we'll do no Yes, holds please. Barred. Someone tweet about it. It's um, like a battle between TV stations over Hulk Hogan and wrestling, because wrestling is like the most important thing in this world. Of course. In the movie, in the world in the movie. Listen, um the, the but yeah, percent The patrons haven't let us down. We've uh we've covered a lot of covered a lot of good stuff because of them. So I feel feel confident. The, the entire, like, he got duped so bad, like, and it was so obvious, like, the entire Jerry O'Connell and his dad situation was so transparent, yeah. but I loved the, also, they are just, like, terrible, cro- not even crooks or whatever you want to say, like, con men still feel strong, too, but um, why would you let him answer the phone I know. if you're actively, like, defrauding him yeah, or whatever why, you want to say, not, misleading like, him? Why let him even come in? Like, have the have the stones to to tell him that yeah. he's... Oh, not yeah. Like, I mean, that goes definitely... That's the bigger thing. Like, yeah. tell him straight up that you're dealing with Bob Sugar or yeah. well, Let's whatever. get into best scene. Let's let's talk yeah. Let's talk best scene. Um, first up, I have the, the intro monologue and, and him writing out the manifesto. I've act, like. Mm-hmm. I, I just I love that that monologue like that's where it's a different kind of cruise performance there's there's not a lot of this I just I love it absolutely it's love excellent it. yeah um uh yeah no notes so before I get into this next one I feel like this movie more than any movie we've done maybe has the an obvious best scene like I, I feel like show me the money is the yeah. the best scene of this movie easily yeah what, what, what can i do for you rod you just tell me what can i do for you it's a very personal very important thing hell it's a family model are you ready jerry i'm ready just want to make sure you're ready brother. here it is show me the money I mean, yes, I think that's accurate. I think you could make an argument perhaps for the final scene or like the you had me at hello scene. If that's if this was a rom-com, that's the I mean, yeah, depending on what type of movie you think this is. I wrote down like six, I think like there's show me the money, which again, like I kind of like Cuba that that wins Cuba getting junior the Oscar. Show me the money is this huge thing. Yeah. Um, it's you know, the catchphrase. Uh, yeah. It's the thing that people associate with the movie. Yeah. yeah. There's what we just talked about. Jerry losing Kush at the draft. Like it's, yeah. it's actually, I think the best we see Jerry at his job is when he's hyping up rod as they work the floor. 
yes. I think that's actually, I love that it's, scene. It's one of the few times we see Jerry in control of anything. Yeah. Yeah. Which which I like. Um also when uh when the Cushmans let Jerry know that they've signed with Bob Sugar, uh Matt Cushman, obvious racist. Down in yes. down in the lobby with the black fella. Like, oh, okay. Okay. That's 100%. A good look yeah. for uh, Odessa, Texas. Um, yeah, that that man has said some things that yeah. he should not be saying. Yeah. Um I would say the the thing that can probably compete with there are a couple that can compete with uh with the show me the money like the help me help you is another iconic thing um yeah. you know it, it's really the best of both of them going that that back and forth in the bathroom that's really good and then you've got monday night football and and rod getting the contract yeah i really that's what i was gonna say is like i think that the football scene of I also very much like the scene after Rod gets hurt and he's laying there. <laughs> I forgot to mention this and things that don't work. We have to have a frank conversation about the Arizona Cardinals medical staff. Oh, really bad. <laughs> really, because really they bad. came out to a unconscious to an unconscious player who had been laying there, fell on his neck, did not bring a stretcher, did not bring a cart did not bring an actual doctor apparently because all they did was clap in his face a few times and go, come on, buddy. Come on, bud. <laughs> wake up. This come is on. normal. We're just trying to yeah. wake you up. And there, and he's like, one of the guys kept turning back and being like, he's not waking up. <laughs> it's like, you guys can't just sit there and clap at him. Like you got to figure something out. Um, But I think the scene where he call where Jerry calls Regina King, I love. Mm-hmm love because that to me is like that's the the bond like that's the he knew she wouldn't know anything and he knew jack shit so that's the thing where you could say like maybe he shouldn't have called her because he's literally just standing there like he's i don't know he's unconscious he says is he's unconscious (laughs) yeah like that's not super helpful but that's the full circle thing of jerry is delivering on his promise from earlier and more attention like he is there for his player in the most important game of his life I mean, when we get yes. into most athletic moment, though, I wrote down Rod suffers a traumatic brain injury, then runs around the entire stadium and climbs up a railing like, oh, it was absolutely there was um, he does like a couple like almost break dancing moves that I was like, that's probably not good for what you just had happen. No, um, no. but like, yeah, I, yeah. As also the security, as the is, security at that stadium is not good either. Questionable. Apparently, if you run fast enough. <laughs> The guy will just be like, hey, <laughs> no one runs. No one runs as fast as Tom Cruise, though. You know, so. I for a while I was like, are we getting a Tom Cruise movie where he doesn't run? <laughs> no, silly Caroline. No, silly Caroline. What are you doing? He's run. I mean, that part rules run. even like, yeah, he, you know, the injury, the bad doctors, whatever. It still makes you really happy when Rod is. Oh, 100 percent. That's Rod what I was going to say. Is like start smiling is like, yeah, pure joy. I think I could have, I know, I think the, the full celebration was far too much. Like, and that's all these little nitpicky things that we've said, or that I've brought up or whatever, like you've had a few of them too, where we're like, this doesn't really make sense. Or this felt weird. Like that's where, that's where the shock comes into me that this was a best picture nominee, Mm -hmm. because I thought those things were a little too either messy or so improbable that I was just like, why, like, why is he doing like break dancing moves? Yeah. Like do a few celebration things. I thought that was great. Like you have him down there. He's playing in, I guess they do. Do they play in the same still same stadium? Arizona no, stadium. they play in a dome. 
they play in different spots now yeah uh, or did they did they used to play in the same anyway i love that little corner where it's like in rod we trust mm-hmm. like i love that like you're playing and you're staying in your hometown like you're still even after um you know all of the questions over your contract and whether you're a locker room disruption all those things <laughs> always like are said about players when contracts are ending or whatever um i love that like i love the wake up in the moment it's not quite a control room scene but the like pause and group celebration you know how i feel about those yeah, it's right up your alley it's right up my alley so i love and especially like the family celebrating i also thought this was a different scene but like when the little boy had to go kiss the tv he's like go kiss your dad <laughs> like don't say those words um that was very cute but i so i really like that scene i think that's probably that actually might be my favorite scene just because the show me the money is like the one that you always hear and you always see so it's it's almost become I'm almost become like more numb to it so it's still a great scene it's just one that i see all the time or that i know and like whatever um i love that scene of the like yeah. jerry showing that he's actually a good agent mm-hmm. and the like him waking up and celebrating and like getting the contract that was really cool yeah with show me the money scene i'm just in I sit there in awe of Cuba Gooding Jr. Like the the charisma coming off the screen, and yes. just how sharp he is. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I always like the when he turns the music down right before. Show me the money. It, yeah. I always I always wait for it, and then yeah, yeah. It's so for me, it's that, that with an honorable mention to the help me help you because that that yeah. tennis match in the bathroom is is a lot. And I do I do really like the. Yeah. You had me stop it. And you think like she's going to shut him down. You had me at hello. I also think that their love story works better if you don't have them get married in that weird spur of the moment thing. Mm-hmm. Like that, that just is so weird to me. Yeah. That makes no sense. What if she says For someone who seemed to be so like deliberate with what she was doing and everything. Well, that's not true. Cause she up and left like the system. That's why I like Bonnie Hunt where she's like, do you have healthcare? <laughs> she's like, yeah, that's a lie. She clearly did not. Mm-hmm. If they're like, I don't think Tom Cruise thought through like starting an LLC or something or whatever you need to do for your own agency. Um, so it's this weird like feeling as though she's making wise decisions a lot of the time. And then the other time she's like complete spur of the moment, like, I'm going to get married. I'm going to leave my job. I love this guy. Yeah. Like I just, that was wild to me. Made no sense. No, no. Um, <laughs> best quote. I wrote down more quotes than I think any movie we've done in like six months. <laughs> this again, this is the the Cameron Crowe writing aspect of this is fantastic. And did you include that's how you become great? Hang your balls out there. So I did not. Did that make your list? No. I did not. Okay. <laughs> um, I so there were like meaningful quotes, like from the monologue when it, the Who am I? Just another shark in a suit, like stuff like that. I like, but also, <laughs> no, I am not Hootie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was excellent. That was also a great time capsule. Oh yeah. Like, oh well. yeah. Well, cause he's wearing, he's wearing the hat. He's wearing like the, yeah, it's, it's good. Um, everything like the Quan monologue in, in the locker room. I, I love like, what yeah. you know, they have the coin, but they'll never have the Quan. Um, I, there's the obvious that the help me help you show, yeah, me, the show money. me the money. You um, had me at hello. I didn't shoplift the pooty. Uh, <laughs> that was, so weird coming out of his mouth yeah oh extremely out of tom cruise's mouth yeah um i was like please please don't say that again the dicky fox drop at the end i kind of like but i know this love my wife i love my life and i wish you my kind of success yeah thank you dicky fox 
That being said, is there any, is there a best quote that is not show me the money? No. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, when you said you wrote down more than usual, I was like, that's weird. I wrote down none except the, <laughs> the hang your balls out there one. Uh, mostly so I could be like, what? Uh, because for me, it's show me the money. Yeah. Because it, again, it's the like iconic nature of that. If, even though there are all these other good scenes we've talked about, if someone does like word association with like Jerry Maguire, someone's like, Jerry Maguire, like, show me the money. Like, it is, might as well be Jerry Maguire colon, show me the money, might as well be the name of the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how like tied that is. So I don't think that there's anything else that comes remotely close unless I honestly think the, you had me at hello is probably the second most recognized quote from this, even if people don't, necessarily remember that it came from this yeah. does that make sense I, w- I would agree with that yeah oh i i think so i think that's definitely a thing of like where you know the quote more yeah. than you know the actual part and scenario that it happens because again it doesn't mesh with the rest of the movie mm-hmm. i don't know why i whispered Whereas, that but that's the thing that's like show me the money is entrenched in what this movie is yes about. that's where it's like you don't remember that this that you had me at hello happened in the same movie because it wouldn't make any sense to happen in the same movie because they're two very different genres. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. <laughs> I only had one other thing for most athletic moment besides Rod suffering a brain injury and you know, <laughs> and, and just like he should sue the Cardinals quarterback because the guy just leads him into every every oh, strong yeah. safety in the league. But well, and he says <laughs> like I'm the guy that'll run across the middle. I'm like Rod, I need you to stop doing that. Rod, <laughs> just take take an out route, man. Go. go yeah, <laughs> Uh, but I, Kelly Preston's two punch and knee to the stomach to take down Jerry. Also came out of nowhere in the middle of the NFL draft room. Yes. And she was wearing like a skirt. Not that that really matters, but I was just like, what is this again? She as a character made no sense. I get like, if you're getting dumped, their relationship was horrible obviously terrible. we all know that just absolutely terrible um but if you're dumped like if your first reaction is to like right left hook knee to the groin i think you should probably talk to someone she is 100 percent gonna light someone's mattress on fire before her days are over <laughs> yes yes <laughs> This is, again, been listening to a lot of Dateline. (laughs) (laughs) She is going to end up in one of the, as Keith Morrison goes to the break, he's like, but questions started coming up about the wife. (laughs) (laughs) Would detectives look more into her and her whereabouts? You won't believe what happens. I listened to the, um, the What About Pam series oh i don't know so okay who, by the Wait, way did you watch the show per- or did played you by renee zellweger yes <laughs> okay so i listened to that episode <laughs> the dateline episode i have not seen the show because also judy greer's in it i haven't seen the show either but you can absolutely because at the end of a, a lot in that podcast he goes but <laughs> pam like <laughs> this would ask <Yes>. but avery <laughs> i'm telling you and it's I'll be like walking the dogs, like listening to this this Dateline podcast, which is literally just Dateline episodes in Spotify. Like that's it is the same thing. Um, 
and I'll be walking along. And for the first few episodes that he did, I found myself like holding back laughter, which is not the reaction you want for these stories because they're very sad or serious oh, and like yeah. intense. But all I could think about was Bill Hader. <laughs> <laughs> doing he's like oh then what happened like oh did that hurt he's like yeah i got i got punched in the face he's like whoa and then someone sent the video where he finally gets to meet him and it's like i want to there's a list of things that i think would be like like it'd be super fun to go to like a chiefs game with paul rudd you know i mean or like go to like a kansas city like um to go fly with Glenn Powell, like go up in a Cessna, like do like these things that people that, like these romantic. like actors. <laughs> there's people like you know, there's people like actors and stuff that like love their like a random thing. I would love to sit down and have like an afternoon Dateline binge with Bill Hader and just like watch because in the clip where he met him, he knew the episode they were editing. <laughs> He's like, oh, I've seen this one. <laughs> She says, like, oh, are you offering? And then they played the clip. And she's like, oh, are you offering? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. See, <laughs> it's like, I would love that to do is that. Incredible. But that's like my version of I would love to play 18 holes with Kevin Costner or something like that. Like yeah. That. Like, that's, I just think, rather than just like, oh, I'm going to get a beer with. Like, this is that's the series. Like, that's the series. Like, what would you do with the, although Florence Pugh, I'd be like, whatever you want to do. Brunch. Yeah, we can do anything. Man, like <laughs> this would actually be <laughs> a great, she's the coolest. great feature category. What's the Dateline episode from this movie? Like <laughs> Avery, I thought you were saying like what's the? Yes, she's like oh, and then Avery, things started coming out from her old fiance, <laughs> and it's like we sat down with Jerry to find out more. Like that's one hundred percent the episode that's happening. Listen again, patrons, anyone, if you're listening, and you, I, I kind of think this category has legs. What's the Dateline episode from this? <laughs> <laughs> make me do keith morrison intros into the commercial break <laughs> what's the dateline episode from die hard larry gruber was just a shoe salesman <laughs> yeah. t- they thought it was just a christmas party two estranged spouses getting back together before the holidays but things went off the rails quickly when but hans, hans gruber but hans <laughs> Would you believe me if I said bearer bonds? <laughs> like one of those things. We talked to an expert on bearer bonds who found out that these are highly coveted by thieves. <laughs> A terrible idea. A dateline investigation. Nakatomi Plaza. And then they all have like real sassy titles to them. But unfortunately like, for John, him? those shoes were smaller than his sister's. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> things went worse from there <laughs> oh man yeah actually that's pretty fun <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're gonna put it well the next episode we've already talked about that we're doing i feel like would be a really good one for that too <laughs> oh my god yeah oh. <laughs> i just it's so fun to do keith morrison sounds oh <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I'm terrified. <laughs> it turns oh, out sorry. Rod Tidwell did have the Quan. <laughs> <laughs> but his proclivity to run center routes would soon catch up with him. <laughs> 
Oh, oh man. <laughs> Lenny Harris Pinscher Award for Best Supporting Character. Who's in it too much? I'm just going to say, Cuba's in it too much for this category. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a runaway, too. Yeah. Um, uh, Cruz, Cuba. Cruz, Zellweger. Zellweger. Yeah. Is Regina King in it too much? I go Regina yeah, King. Yeah, I don't think vote. so. She's got the one scene in Jerry's office. The scene yeah. where... Uh, the broke. You're broke. Yeah. He's yeah, broke. The, He's the broke. The contract offer comes in, and she, like... She's like, sorry, I'm not as good at this as you are. And she's like, no, that was pretty, that was good. pretty good. Yeah. And then a um, <laughs> couple like couple scenes in the uh, like the scenes watching TV. Watching the. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Regina King. Regina. She's on fire from the get go. She's incredible. Because the other options are like, it's not filming. Jay Moore. What was, was that? actually pregnant. Was she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The restaurant scene, too, was great. <laughs> He's like, do you take American Express? And she's like, leaves the card there. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think she just steals every scene she's in she's electric i don't she's think the only one who overshadows cuba i think the only other one that i think is potentially close would have to be Lipnicki. Lipnicki is the cutest kid of all time holy shit he's adorable also that i forgot that the like did you know scene when so much i love him he's like did you know my neighbor has two rabbits or whatever it was that was like well i don't know how you can compete with that <laughs> Also, Pete Rose still being in the discussion and not being the Hall of Fame thing was I was like, again, I was like, wow, we're still talking about still talking about this shit. Yeah, still talking about Cruz and Lipnicki is there's not many movies where Cruz and a kid are they're very few. Like I think uh, like War of the Worlds with him and Dakota Fanning. Did I tell you my War of the Worlds story? No. Um, I went to see it on one of my summer cruise things from Navy and we were in Japan, we went on base and I now, well, right now, if you're like, Oh, tell me what you think of war of the world's big, like, horrible movie. I'll never watch it again. Just the worst. It sucked. Um, I don't know if that's accurate because I think most of it was, I was sitting next to this woman, this like middle-aged woman next to me every 15 to 30 seconds. I swear was like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh my god the little girl oh my god like the whole movie and i was like speaking of dateline <laughs> this is gonna be my episode like it was it was atrocious and i have not been able to like venture back into it maybe i need to do like a whole tom cruise weekend and just like watch a few good men and um minority all report of the, and Oh, War love have it on DVD. Yeah, yeah. War of the Worlds. Um, I like War of the one other that I. I don't think I've ever seen like some of his early stuff, like Cocktail and like Days oh, of Thunder. Cock- I don't Cocktail think was a movie that we would watch in college a lot. Like we would have it on TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. Days of Thunder is like Top Gun with NASCAR, but not quite as good. Yeah. But I mean, enjoy. Is that the rub and his racing? Rub and his, yeah, did rub that uh, with the great Ryan McGee on this show. That is an episode <gasps> I love. Oh, that's remember. excellent. That was yeah. That was a real treat for me. Yeah, um, that's awesome. I love Ryan. The best. He's yeah. Best. I sat next to him at the College World Series a couple of years ago, and he's just the coolest. I have his book about the College World Series right there. Great, great, oh, great podcasting right over there where you all can see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a um, how did this get made thing where he's like um, visual something on an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> visual jokes it was jason mantuka singing oh, it. he's like visual jokes on an audio podcast I love jason mantuka's. 
is the best. Uh, <laughs> um, Peter Gallagher Award, hottest person in this movie. Is Cruz hot in this movie? Yes. Yes. When he goes like chaotic, full jump on the sofa, grin, it gets a little like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Um, but there I think he signs is signs of things to come for Tom. Cruise. Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> I think he is objectively handsome. So this is also really good hair phase. Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple. The what hair is, it like? is great. The hair is excellent. Um, what is the one that the mission impossible where he's climbing on the rock in the beginning? Terrible hair in that one where he's got the, like the longish one. Yeah, well, that was like the t- Just... everyone had bad hair in the 2000s. I don't think we've we've had yeah. enough of a reconciliation about like 2000s, which is one of the all time bad hair decades. Yeah, just brutal. Yeah. Um, every single guy that I had a crush on in like middle school, junior high, whatever, had the like part down the middle or frosted tips, like very Devin Sawa little giants vibes. Yeah. With the like, just like almost curtain hair down the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not good. It's no, not at the good. time I was like, oh, it's so cute. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, it was very exciting for me. And Devin Sawa followed me on Twitter. Yeah, huge news for you. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because I wrote a thing about um, him being like the character in Mighty Giant. And we did like a Mighty Giants thing. And I wrote about him being like the heartthrob of the era between like Casper and like whatever. Casper, Little Giants, uh, and then the Nation. Yeah. Um, but I think Cuba's handsome. He's in Cuba's excellent handsome. shape in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Regina King looks Gorgeous. great. She's uh, stunning. Um, Kelly Preston looks great until she stabbed him. Yes. Um, and I think Renee Zellweger's got the very, like, 90s beautiful charm going. Yeah. Like... And it's all yeah. like I just look at some of the like sweaters and stuff. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, this is the 90s. Yeah, that's like 90s sexy. Like yeah. I'm gonna wear this cardigan it's... with tons of buttons. <laughs> like I think it's probably I think it's probably Cruz. Yeah, it's probably Cruz. I think it's probably Cruz. Um there would be okay, a time in my best... life where the answer would have been Jerry O'Connell without thinking. <laughs> oh, I forgot yeah. yeah, I forgot about Jerry O'Connell. Kush slash kush slash. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's not I Cruz. need I didn't say it in uh and Lenny Harris, but Bo, shout out to Bo Bridges, who's really yeah. good as his shitty dad. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Um, best time, worst time. It's kind of tough. This is real Who tough. Who actually has a good time? I mean, Kush. Kush is the number one pick yeah. in the draft, and then we get one more glimpse of him on screen, and it seems like things are going well. He's probably having a great I think life. Randy has a pretty good time. He's riding yeah. He's riding on luggage carousels and yeah. gets a new dad for a yeah, bit. Ray. Ray, Sorry, who did I just say? <laughs> Randy? <laughs> it felt wrong coming out. <laughs> Randy, <laughs> Randy, the little kid. Like this just, is my baby, Randy. You panicked for a second, like I don't was know like, who yeah, this character I was like, is, but I'm gonna. I was about to it. pull. Up, I was about to pull up the IMDb. Like, who the fuck is Randy? <laughs> <laughs> Randy crushed it in this movie. Um yeah, great, great times for Randy. Um yeah, best because like I think it's like Kush and Ray. Yeah, because I mean Ray's the kid. Things are great Yeah, he's thriving. Him. He's got like now the nice parent that'll let him come in and watch TV. <laughs> yeah. Bob Sugar effectively has a good I time. was gonna like, say Bob Sugar... there's really no negative repercussions for Bob Sugar, if we're being honest. 
No. Like what I his mean, he wins. Yeah, his his client won't give him a hug at the end. Like he's still making yeah. a shit ton and, of money. Bob Sugar is never gonna have the kind of no, uh, he's come to Jesus moment that Jerry he's has. a heartless shell of a human. Um yeah. so I think he actually what about the woman who sits next to uh Cruz on the plane and gets his engagement story. <laughs> yeah, she's in first class drinking champagne and having the time of her life. Time she has a pretty good time. Yeah. Um a lot of nominees for worst time. Jerry has a horrible time. Jerry, yeah, I don't think like, he has a good Jerry time. Jerry probably loses a bunch of weight, like stress weight, because he has one client, he's going broke, he's in a marriage that he doesn't really believe yeah. in. Uh, his one client gets clobbered every single game. I think I might go Renee Zellweger, though. You're not wrong? Just in the sense, like, She's a lot more passive in this company in the sense that she can't really impact whether or not it's successful, whereas Jerry has a little bit more of the independence to like go out and do things and and because she's mm-hmm. in a she's in accounting, right? Yeah. Like she doesn't Yeah, it's like what is she what is she doing? And that's it this hit one of the tropes that drives me nuts too, where it's like after they have sex the first time and he's like, Hey, can you like set this thing up, whatever? And she gives that look of like, You want me to put the muffins out? Like yeah, you still work there. Just because you guys made a terrible decision based on your like work relationship doesn't mean that that has changed any. Like, you know, I guess like the fair question would be, was she doing that before they hooked up? But considering she doesn't have any sort of sports agent skills, I don't know what she would have been doing other than like mm-hmm. administrative tasks. Because she clearly, the thing with me is like she just had a bunch. She exuded a lot of desperation which bubs me out because <laughs> i'm like yeah. like also she said she was what 27 right forgot about that yeah like god tone it down yeah. tone it down a smidge it reminds me of my favorite now um <laughs> they, there's not your clip of it on instagram but there's uh the jane Aust- jane austen novel persuasion <laughs> excellent probably the this is not the audience that will go run and watch it might shock you but i've never read that (laughs) the movie is also great um there's a new like they did an adaptation that actually did not suck with dakota johnson in it so i was like this is probably gonna be terrible i'm I'm in now and yeah and it was i was like this is actually pretty good but there's a hilarious line hilarious is a loose term um from the the original movie that they did that is like, I'm 27 years old. I'm already a burden on my parents. <laughs> like all the stuff about like how she's like a like spinster at 27 or something. I'm 27 <laughs> years old. And so people have been using it on their 27th birthdays. Like someone had it written on a cake. It's like the whole thing. <laughs> but that's all I could think of when she said it. She's like, well, you know, I'm 27. I was like, no. Um, <laughs> we'll dive deep on that in Jane Austen. Mind. Yeah, perfect. We, Can't wait. <laughs> Is Jane, that's not, uh, no, Little Women is based on a book called Little Women. Yes. That's not Jane Austen. Um, we watched Little Women on uh, on Christmas Eve. It was pretty it was good. It's pretty good. Yeah, loved Timothy it. Chalamet. Loved it. Chalamet is, is a delight. Timothy Chalamet. And again, our, girl, our girl Florence Pugh <laughs> crushes literally yeah. everything she's in. Um, yeah. Oh, and, and Cersei Ronan. Is, oh, yeah, the cast is incredible. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, this yeah. is where and that's and that's Little Women Minute on Big <laughs> Sense and Sensibility, Brian Prejudice, Persuasion, <laughs> Emma. Emma's a pretty good flick. Little Jeremy Northam. Oh, I mean, pr- 
Pride and Prejudice just because of Tom Wamsgans as Mr. Darcy. Yes, with Tom Hollander as as Mr. Collins, for those who have recently watched White Lotus. Uh, So anyway, this is, yeah, this has been old English female authors. (laughs) Old English, old English minute on big screen sports. Um, So yeah, so Zellweger for worst time. That that feels good to me. (laughs) Roster moves. Who's Air Bud? <laughs> there's Rod? an obvious answer, and then there's the funny answers. Rod is Air Bud. He's a receiver. He's representing a dog. Like, imagine him He's just He's representing the golden the retriever. He's like, ah, ah, ah. And he's like. And it's, it's Jerry yelling, I love black people to Air Bud. <laughs> Oh man, that would be really funny. Or flip, uh, it would be hilarious if Jerry Maguire was Airbud. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. Hilarious. Airbud in the beginning when he wraps himself in that blanket <laughs> and he's all sweaty and it's just Airbud doing that. Airbud frantically like taking multiple flights a day and like <laughs> road trip. Airbud calling Airbud calling Marcy and barking real loud and she goes, "He's unconscious." He's unconscious. <laughs> Um, no, I think Rod did, did well as the funniest there, but <laughs> Ray is the natural. Yes, there. yeah. If Ray was just a golden, if, if Randy was a golden retriever, <laughs> and Randy, don't know where that came from. Or if Airbud is just a member of the divorce. Yes, yes. <laughs> he shows up and some ladies like, "Thank you, Airbud." Airbud's like, <laughs> and the bottom says like, "Men are the worst." Like. <laughs> It's like subtitled, like made of stuff. See, Airbud gets yeah, it. Yeah, Airbud gets it. Airbud is is uh, Kelly Preston. Oh gosh, just beats the shit out of Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, the Big Chill. This one actually has Big Chill moments. Yes, I. This has this has two for me. I think I go to my. You have me at hello. Is that one of your so, two? Not one of your two. That doesn't that doesn't do <laughs> See, it. See, we watched two I, different I, no, I'm kidding. I understand the significance of the line. Um I mean Rod waking up in that scene is a mm-hmm. big chill for me. What's your other one? I like right after that when he gets out of he comes out of the locker room and he's surrounded by reporters and he goes, Where's Jerry? And they do the point at each yes. other. Man hug. Love yes, it. I also like we haven't even talked about this is a great scene when he goes on the show that everyone cries on and finds out that we didn't mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about generally, but not specifically like the oh, who am I forgetting? Like not forgetting really just one more person like mm-hmm. whatever, because um, I think that was it was important for Rod and Regina King. <laughs> Sorry, she's just like her. She's her because she's lovely. She's perfect. She is she's, her. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, her. Um, I love that delivery for him. That, that Jerry Maguire, my agent. Yes, you are my ambassador of Quan, man. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? Remember Troy from the Super Bowl yeah, party? Sure. Hey, Jerry, I'm at '93. That's right. Good to see you. Enjoyed your memo. Thank you. Arizona Cardinal organization. You're a little slow, but you come around. Okay, we're almost out of time. Wait, 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 Roy. I'm, I'm forgetting somebody. Jerry Maguire, my agent. You are my ambassador of Quan, man. It's important for them to know that Jerry gives a shit. Like, that's an important growth moment in this movie. And I think that's the return moment on that. Like, that's the... Jerry gets the... 
Like, I think there's moments where he has it before, like the, like coming out of the locker room, like that stuff, but the, like that delivery and moment that he gives him the credit. Um, Cause let's be honest, like Rod's kind of a self-censored, self-centered person throughout this. Yeah. It's kind of a deep. Yeah. He's one in some of it. You're like, make your money. Like I'm never knocking anyone for trying to make their money, especially in football, like the hits he's taken running those routes, get your money. Um, but I think it's like one of the things that people say throughout is he's a me guy and that's giving Jerry the credit and love on that stage, I think is the moment where Jerry finally gets to be like, I made the right choice. This is going to be like, this is exactly what I meant when I sat down and had that manic moment of writing this thing. Yeah. And he gets a fully guaranteed contract. Incredible agent work by Jerry. Incredible. Amazing stuff. Uh, last category before more store prequel, sequel remake. Would, how would you like to see this IP revisited? I'd like to see it updated and current with potentially Jerry in the mentor esque role. I would like to see that too. Like I like someone who's tackling no pun intended. <laughs> uh, like like the, I think it'd be cool to do like a college era type thing like looking at nil but you could also do i'm very like but i think that there's i think there is a lot that you could do with that agent stuff because like we said that's such an under mm-hmm. underutilized part of the equation that has gotten much cooler it'd be a great netflix show yeah yes yes 100 percent, absolutely i also think like there's a few I think it was, um, there's a few, especially NBA, there's an NBA agent that she was the first woman, I think with Malcolm Brogdon, she negotiated his like rookie, like I'm probably messing all this up, but there's, I think, really cool storylines that you could do with having a smart, cool woman doing this stuff too. And like, cause there were a lot of scenes where I was like, not a lot of women in the room. Um, part of that's 1995, 96. <laughs> part of that is mm. sports. Why would there be women here? Like, um, so I think, yeah, Netflix show, 100% it. Yes. Because then you so could really at get. At some point. Well, shit. You could do like a Hulu or didn't. I don't know if you could do it on Disney Plus. Maybe because they did Andor and Andor is not like yeah. child. I don't but... know. You don't have a Kelly Preston sexy. <laughs> no, I was just saying you could do one that has. Maybe you get the connection with Netflix, but that has you do it on Prime, NFL. You know what I mean? Like a way that you could do something really cool where weekly you're getting like actual athletes in mm-hmm. in guest spots. Like that would be awesome too. Yeah. Call us Netflix. We would crush this. <laughs> of course we would. I would love to see a a sequel with Tom Cruise, like a this revisited, like you said. At some point he's gonna get old. Like he might be defeating time right now. At some point, he's gonna get old. But like, I'm the last role he did that was not action focused is like Maverick, Mission Impossible, Fallout, American Made, The Mummy, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, Edge of Tomorrow, Oblivion, Jack Reacher. I guess Rock of Ages. Holy shit! What a piece of shit. Um, so that is well, that is 10 years ago now you keep saying he's gonna time. get old he's not gonna get old he's gonna ride a motorcycle off a cliff is what he's gonna do that's like. a good point i mean even <laughs> even clint eastwood i'm pretty sure in clint eastwood's last movie he handles gun and is like a <laughs> still a so 
But it's like it's it's interesting that he's just decided like I'm not doing anything that is not a blockbuster reaction movie. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting because I mean he kind of goes that way, I guess after. It's like right after he does, he he links back up with uh, with Cameron Crowe for Vanilla Sky. Yeah. Yeah. And but then it's like Minority Report oh, and sorry. Last Samurai. Last Samurai fucking kicks ass. I love. Oh, I've never seen it. Um, yeah. Oh, it's good. Uh, collateral is I love Collateral. I've heard that's good, too. I don't think I've seen that either. Yeah. Collateral's Collateral's good. What I like um, what I love about this from Tom Cruise, like legitimately love is he's just looking at stuff and he's like, you know what I want to do? Ride a mower out of a helicopter. And he's like, which like, put it sick. put it in my next movie. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, Jerry Maguire could. Yeah, that. it was just like he's I, and, you know, they said that I think there's, there's some behind the scenes thing where he does like in the in the clip for or one of the trailers for the Mission Impossible is coming out. He literally rides a motorcycle off the edge of a cliff and goes into like some sort of base jump thing or whatever. Um he literally was like, I uh I just wanted to do it. Can we work this in? And I love that. Like that's that's why they waited so long to do Top Gun Maverick is they were like, We gotta do it with with the plane, we gotta do it with the jets, we gotta figure out how mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, All right, I wanna I wanna take off of a carrier. And they were like, Okay, Tom Cruise. <laughs> we just need him to be like you know what? I actually, I, I want to negotiate Michael Parsons' second contract. <laughs> yes, like, like in I'm real life. Like he just does it in the movie. Like for real. That'd be amazing. Like that. I just, I respect the hell of that. He's just like, I want to do this now. I want to skydive. I want to try this skydiving thing. I want to climb the outside of that crazy tall building. Like, I mean, him and Big Jim Cameron are keeping the movie industry alive. So. Yeah. Ooh, I need to go see, Um, I need to block out six hours to go see Avatar. Yeah, I went last week. It's good. It was um, it was good. It was an experience. Um, Don't love love that. That feels like I'm going to a show (laughs) at like the aquarium. See it in 3D. Well, kind of. (sighs) Yeah. Um, But get a small drink. (laughs) (laughs) But I saw the first one in 3D, and like, there's one point where like all the like shiny, fluttery things are coming down, and that was really cool. I will say that. I mean, I will say it is cool, and it is an accomplishment. The story has never been no. James Cameron's like forte, like except for aliens. You know, You're right. It's, it's <laughs> aliens. Um, like T two is you know. Oh, T two is also excellent. I loved I love T two, but like story wise, yeah, know, it's it's good. But it it's always an experience. Yeah. Um, you'll find a very familiar set piece to Titanic in this movie. Oh. <laughs> um, is there a floating door? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of. There's a lot of floating stuff. Uh, but it's no, I I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, James Cameron, Tom Cruise, keeping, uh, keeping the movies afloat. But, uh, I, I love this role from Tom Cruise yeah. like, to, to wrap this one up. I, this is one of my favorite. I didn't give my oh, Cruise yeah. Mount Rushmore performances. So if I'm just, just because I need to, I'm going to put this on there. So that's one who, <laughs> uh, a few good men. Yeah, I think that's two. You, you know, um, did you order the code red? Born on the Fourth of July is such a downer. He got nominated for an Oscar for that. Um, fuck. Yeah, this is tough. It's hard. This is uh, yeah, yeah. Um, t- 
Top Gun Maverick Duh. and Rain Man. Oh, good. Okay. Boom. Um, Boom. The thing that, that, that's my four. Like, I will not apologize for liking the majority of the Mission Impossible movies. Sorry, oh, yeah. they're fun. And they've gotten better. The original was great, I think. Mm-hmm. Two and three. Three is the is that the John Woo one? No, that's two, isn't it? Whichever one that is, wherever whichever one they like fly the motorcycles at each other. Horrible movie. Like everyone involved should be ashamed of themselves. That's when he has the yeah, the that's bad John hair. Woo, and that's also when he has the bad yeah, hair. Awful movie. Very bad. Um but the rest of like when they start when they bring in uh, Simon Pegg and um it's they're good they're fun also henry cavill like literally like loads his arms in the one like that was incredible oh yeah like <laughs> incredible work um so i'm excited i'm i'm super excited for the new one to come out it's gotten to the point where i was like oh i really like these all right yeah that's just something i have to live with now so yeah um and then we'll get the jerry Maguire sequel yeah. <laughs> netflix call us <laughs> call us Caroline, this was great. We've got we've got a great slate for for this month, and then February is gonna gonna be a banger. Yes. But uh, tell the folks where they can follow you. Can you. Find me at CW Darney on Twitter for as long as it exists. Um, and yeah, come by for the win and bet for the win. Check out all of the content, all the NFL postseason, college football playoffs, college basketball season soon we'll have college lacrosse i know everyone's like super stoked about that so it'll be great college baseball season yeah. in just over two months and we'll actually we're gonna have some we'll do more movie stuff too we'll see what we can get going yeah love see that it. love that and if you enjoyed this episode of big screen sports subscribe wherever you get your podcast rate and leave a review if you were on apple podcast if you want to support the show and vote on movies for the show to cover Go to patreon.com slash big screen sports, and we will catch you next week. Thanks for listening. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com